Welcome back to No Beer Left Behind. I am Brian, and I am joined this evening by Frank in Austin. Frank, how are you doing, buddy? Hey, Brian, doing all right. How are you? Um, you know what? I need a beer, so I'm gonna. You're gonna hear me crack one open now. Are you drinking anything fun this evening? Uh, fun. Not really fun. I'm drinking a Guinness though. Uh, that's always fun. So, that's always a fun yeah. time. Yeah, can't complain. Anytime you open a Guinness, it's great beer. How's uh, dad life been? No, good. Busy. Busy? Good. Yeah. Yep. To We're be finally expected. done with the doctor's appointments for a while, so. For about, like another four weeks, and then it'll be right back uh, into it, maybe. Six weeks. Six weeks, yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah, it's one of those like, oh, yeah, no, we're done. Oh, this is great. This is great. And then right as you get into a good groove, they're like, hey, we're going to jam a bunch of needles into your baby's leg, so uh, come back in, in in March. It'll be fun. Yeah, I did, I did make the decision yesterday to also get... Um, the what did i get i got the um uh flu shot as well as the booster shot yeah um and this lady tried to convince me she was like yeah the booster shot's the one that hurts and i was like man i don't remember my covid covid shots hurting the next day um and sure shit i i told her okay fine if you if if that's correct then put the booster in my left arm and put the flu in my right and i just had this sneaking suspicion like i was like man i i always remember the flu shot hurting the next day like it's like this numb pain in your arm sure shit yesterday late afternoon i'm going on a run and like this arm i can barely move up and down the left arm's just fine yep um <clears throat> so yeah other than that it's been it's been fine i, I didn't have any I don't know any no side, side effects from it. So you didn't have any of the first two times, did you? The first no. two shots. Okay. Uh, uh the first, the second shot, I got tired for like an hour, but then I went running and felt fine. <laughs> tired for an hour, I don't think is a side effect. I think it's just living life. I've, you know how many times I've been yeah. tired for an hour. I mean, if, I'm, could... if I'm saying like, what was different than days before it yeah. was the fact that like at 4 p.m in the afternoon i felt dead tired so okay fair it could have been a lot of different yeah things. i was gonna so say I, taco bell makes me tired side sometimes. effect goes if there was one it would have been that but yeah it resolved so i can't really say i had any fair yeah mrs brian got uh flu and booster in the same day she was like i was like I want... she didn't have any side effects the first two shots either so she was uh absolutely fine so yeah. glad to hear that you were you're good as well. Uh, my booster is going to be done at work. I think next week, so it'll be yeah, fun. Nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I yeah, feel like they're one, just stabbing people. I feel like they're just stabbing people in the arm at stoplights with <laughs> vaccines at this point, which I'm fine God. with. Like, let's do it. Just, just put it in fucking I don't know what big red. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a shit. Like, what do these fuckers drink? That sweet tea shots. Just yeah. sweet tea. Everybody's put it in fucking Miller Light, Bud Light, Big Red, and sweet tea. You'll get ninety percent of the fuckers. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So no, the uh, one of the advantages of well, I'm sure for those that do have little ones is 
you do get to the front of the line for a lot of these things. Like mm-hmm. you're in there and they're like, oh yeah, we could just give you your flu shot today while you're here. And I'm like, oh, okay, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they, yeah. Uh, anytime, like we're, we're gearing up for the little ones, uh, COVID vaccine because they just approved yeah. those like the, earlier this week. And we're like, okay, so how do we go about this? And you know, Denton County up here, He's got that shit under control. They're like, we'll get you in line as soon as it's available. As soon as we have enough doses for X, Y, Z, you got a six year old. You'll be at the, come on, come on in. You may not be at the front of the line, but we'll take care we'll of all the logistics. As quick as possible. Yeah. You're like, Oh, okay. It's pretty sweet. I mean, it's the only time that uh, really having a kid in public is fucking useful. Cause otherwise it is a goddamn nightmare. Majority of the time of like, don't touch that. Where have your hands? Oh my God. What is that? where did you find that? Just a constant barrage of questions. So, well, yeah, that's good. So yeah, um, been busy, but it's, it's, it's been fine. The, uh, the most welcome news for a lot of, I think even up there, up in Dallas area, mm-hmm. is that it has plummeted mm-hmm. in terms of temperatures over oh, the past hold on. I got four some, or five days. I got something for this. Right now, it's your local forecast on the Weather Channel. <laughs> I just, I'll just drop this bed. There we go. Anyway, what were you saying? No, what I was saying is, is <laughs> at the beginning of the week. You know, okay, so you know in Texas how they say you get second summer? Yeah. And it's the goddamn truth. Like, it, it, probably beginning of October, end of September, it'll cool off like it wants to be fall. And then the beginning of this week, end of last week, it was like 95 degrees down here. Yep. And over the last three nights, it's gotten into the low 50s, which is the first time since, I'm guessing, the end of the freeze that it's gotten that cold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, that yeah, sucks. I mean, it's a pleasant surprise for a lot of people that, you know, it, it does still get to be fall here maybe just for a little bit yeah 10 Get 15 days <laughs> okay so you know it's it's rained quite a bit down here this yeah. doesn't have anything to do with um with the weather but um because we've had a lot of rain there's also been significant lawn growth and weeds like normally this time of the year we don't have many weeds left because they all burned mm-hmm. <laughs> during the summer oh i've got like a cabbage so, patch of weeds in the backyard right now it's gross yeah <laughs> So, um, so I'm, I'm having to now constantly fight weeds, which is not normal for this time of the year, especially clover. Like it, it I never have to fight clover at this point because it's not wet enough. Yeah. So it's rained so much now, not, not a funny story, but a holy shit. What the fuck story, um, over here in circle C, which is a subdivision about the size of round rock, Texas, it's fucking massive. Um, it, it used to, I think at one point, if, if not still, it used to be the largest subdivision ever approved in America. That's um, terrifying. It's the, cool. Yeah. It's, it extends from North William Cannon all the way down to almost the Travis County border in Hayes County. It's, it's a massive subdivision it has like four golf courses and oh, God. in any case, um, yeah, it's like three elementary schools. It's, and that's it's, too much subdivision. Is it's what that insanity, is. okay? So in any case, um, they had a SWAT situation, okay? Um, in a subdivision where the average home price is probably like six, $700,000, okay? 
So there was a guy who, okay, so if this doesn't tell you don't be an asshole neighbor, you'd never know what might happen. Um, I don't, I don't know how to help you because what, what happened here is this dude didn't mow his lawn. Okay. And someone called the old code enforcement agency for Austin and those bitches came out and they didn't cite him. They were just going to mow it for him. Okay. Okay. They start mowing. This motherfucker whips a gun out and starts shooting at him. Yeah, that's probably not it. That's probably not the answer. I say probably because you we don't know what they said when they were on the lawnmower. What? Why the fuck would you shoot someone who's clearly doing you a service? No idea. I mean, I'm sure he was mentally unstable. Wow. Um, but so he shoots at these people. Did he? They shoot obviously. Them? It, the, he almost hit one of them. Like apparently, it grazed off of the guy's seat. Oh my god! Like right next to him as he was jumping. <laughs> out of the lawnmower so okay so so in any case right this happens at like 8 50 in the morning cops come out at 9 20 bring all the mental health counselors everybody out there crisis response team and this standoff goes on for like eight hours mm-hmm. okay uh it, the whole well, areas in lockdown the elementary school can't let out etc so the cops eventually are like okay we're gonna need to kind of figure out how to get bring this to a close they go to the back door because they start seeing a big fire being built inside the house perfect that seems like a great idea (laughs) so this useless piece of shit started a fire in his own house okay yeah cops come in he starts shooting at the cops hits one of them doesn't kill him um and then escapes to the garage. And <laughs> as this fire, like the, the cops can't come in because the fire is so big at this point, right? <laughs> so the fire's massive. This dude's stuck in his own garage. And what I can only imagine is like in his mind is a scene out of fucking The Dark Knight Rises or something. Does he drive out of the garage? This motherfucker opens the garage door with full gear on, okay? <laughs> And starts pointing guns at a SWAT team. <laughs> Gets obviously fucked up. Dies like two minutes later. Um, but yeah, all all this happened in like this subdivision up the road because of a fucking lawn. <laughs> My Christ. You know, this, this asshole's got a fucking manifesto online somewhere. Just he's like day, th- day 85 of no mo, <laughs> no, 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 mo, no, mo, November. Yeah. Uh, can't wait. Uh, rumor has it swats on its way. <laughs> like what a fucking asshole. So, uh, no, you- so he, his, his house is fully gutted. Okay. I'll, I'll share a picture. Was it gutted when the cops showed up? Because this it seems was, very premeditated. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, he could have already had this plan or he could have been working on this plan the whole day. But I mean, the house well, I mean, you is get, completely burnt out. You give like, me eight hours to improvise a fucking standoff situation. I'm not going to sugarcoat oh, God. It. This is a 13 alarm crap fire. And you reply all to a company wide email where I. Okay. Sorry. It would not mean. No so you see, uh, like everything's gutted and then you see the garage door still open where he made his fucking bane appearance <laughs> fucking asshole what i can only imagine asshole. this dude was like 
All right. Hit the button. <laughs> oh, his house, his yard look like shit. It does look like shit. It, it just looks like a bunch of weeds. So <laughs> his house is all fucked out. <laughs> what an idiot. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand, like, there is a lot to be said for... Uh, you know, he probably had, he had to be not mentally well, but he shot at people trying to do him a favor. He shot at the cops trying to help him out. The man was a piece of shit. Oh Um, yeah. I don't really know how you cut it any different way, but yeah. So in any case, if you want to go see it, KXN.com top news story at the moment, it's, it's been a slow news day in Austin. So this has been sort of like, pretty top top line news even though we have um swat standoffs seemingly almost every week um they sent swat out to someone who is either keeping someone hostage or doing stupid shit uh you know this the story itself reminds me uh, i watched a documentary on netflix it's been out for a few years it came out in 2019 it's called tread mm-hmm. um it's about a guy in colorado who built a fucking basically a, a concrete and steel uh enclosure for a giant bulldozer and drove it through uh, a small town in Colorado and fucked a bunch it, of shit it, up. A revenge. Yeah. It, he 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 <laughs> sold his auto lot or had to sell it at auction or something. Yeah, so he he was kept off of the sewer lines. Uh they were That's he was, right. He was like he his auto uh place was in the middle of a larger piece of property that was all bought out. And in order the for him to strategically forced him out of it. Yeah, because he sounds kind of like a fucking asshole. And they were like, you know what? Fuck this guy. We don't really want any part of him. And then that uh he kind of got kind of he got real paranoid and uh delusional about a lot of things. And then, uh, yeah, built this contraption and fucking tried to take out an entire city, which was hilarious. He caused, like, I don't know, millions of dollars worth of damage to, like, the city hall and, like, the library and everything. And then he was the only one who died uh, because he shot himself in the face. Like, what? What? Yeah, I mean. What are we doing? I I will say, again, in true. Sorry, spoiler alert. (laughs) In true, true Dark Knight Rises fashion. He made an appearance out of a garage as well. Yeah, he did. He drove through the side of his own building. That's what he did <laughs> because he built. So the tr- the bulldozer was one inch more narrow than the opening to his fucking garage, and he backed it in there, and then spent the next like four months building it. Uh huh. And then realized, oh, it won't fit through the fucking. Do- Fuck it, I'm not coming back. And just drives through the Might side of the well building. Started up. And the- and fair- okay, so there is video of this. Oh yeah, no, because this uh, was in like and- 2008 or some shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was so wild but they for the documentary they did a reenactment which was so bad oh the reenactment was so cheesy it was like cgi walls coming down and shit it was it was something else altogether. uh but yeah no same same situation though this dude felt wronged and i know like he actually left a manifesto it was like eight cassette tapes that he had recorded to and it was all like every every one of those cassette tapes was just a like fucking come and take it flag recorded onto cassette. That's all it was. I think Frank either dropped. No, I'm I'm here. Um, I thought you spilled I'm... something underneath your laptop. No, sorry. 
Um, what I was going to say, the funniest part about that is when you watch the videos and you see him in a bulldozer, which I think has a top speed of what, like four or five miles an hour. Yeah, people are walking next to it. Yeah. <laughs> so, And they can't get in. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> right when he appears out of that garage, there's video of him trying to chase down the receptionist at the yeah. auto dealer next door yeah. <laughs> and she's like freaking out but all she has to do is briskly walk away from this yeah. thing it's so funny <laughs> so funny it's a, that the old austin powers gag where the guy is stuck in a tunnel and like he's oh my god he's gonna kill me and then it cuts to a wide shot and there's like 200 feet between him and like the forklift that's just coming out his way he just needs to slightly just, move just, a foot yeah and austin powers is all like i hey, just move to your left to the <laughs> left and then he just slowly gets crushed yeah that's exactly yeah. what that was and it, yeah no uh the the he also tried to chase down like some colorado state troopers who were hiding behind my favorite term ever jersey barriers which are the concrete barriers that you see on like construction sites why oh, they things they lay down with that cool machine yeah why they call them jersey barriers i don't know i just think it's just absolute trash at that point anyway <laughs> probably it probably came from the the concrete yards in hoboken and they just just jersey weren't creative jersey. at all <laughs> but yeah they're hiding behind these barriers and this bulldozer is coming at them like at a half a mile an hour and they're like, oh, they barely got out of there with their lives. I'm like, no, they didn't barely get out of there no, with their lives. No one barely escaped. <laughs> Anybody who barely escaped got surprised. Yeah, they were like taking a shit and didn't have legs. Like, <laughs> the, oh, man, the best is funny. the guy had a Barrett 50 cal like sling mounted in the cab mm-hmm. of this bulldozer, and he had like had a slit cut out the back of it to where he could fire a 50 caliber rifle. And he, his his goal was to shoot propane tanks at this propane dealer. Oh, yeah, okay, but the dumbass didn't angle anything correctly. So he every shot he fired was firing into the back. Like there's like a a, a trowel digger at the back of this bulldozer that like you know can anchor oh, into the God. ground. And he was just shooting that at point blank range <laughs> with incendiary fifty caliber rounds. The shit was just blowing up in the back of his bulldozer, <laughs> and he just kept firing off rounds. Like dude. You're not. At some point, he's gonna go through it. Yeah, and yeah, that's exactly what it looked like. They were like, the first one was like, oh shit, and he realized maybe I can fire in the same spot again, and it'll weaken it. It's a fucking bulldozer. <laughs> you picked this to because it was bulletproof. What are you yeah. fucking doing? <laughs> this, that dude, man. Yeah, that's actually that's that's a good comparison. I forgot about him, but. I, that Netflix documentary they did on him is hilarious. It's I, the fact listen, that only one person died because he's the only person that died. Exactly. Okay? Fuck if you that go guy. through it knowing that, the rest of it is funny as hell because these people are like they're making a much bigger deal out of what really happened. Like oh, the yeah. dude ran into a couple buildings, yeah. did damage, and he felt it could have been a hell of a lot worse. At which point, I would say it was a tragedy. Yeah, this was a slight inconvenience for an insurance company. <laughs> is what this was. <laughs> it, it was too because they made okay. So you bring up a good point. I did not know that no one died in this whole thing when I was watching this documentary. So I was like, "Fuck, what's gonna happen next?" And they're like, "And he was going for City Hall." And I was like, "Yeah, fuck City Hall, <laughs> fuck the man." And they're like, "But it's in the second floor of the public library." I was like. <laughs> 
okay, well, that's going to suck. <laughs> not how, the kids. Not yeah, the kids. Not the kids. And I was like, well, how far away is it? And they were like, six blocks away. I was like, well, okay. They had time to gather up all the kids, put them in a van, and deliver them to their homes before he got to the library. They could have, they could have probably made a detour to McDonald's they, and still been in time. Frank, they might have. They didn't say it. They might have. They're like, oh. And again, a slight inconvenience for traffic with this fucking bulldozer driving right down the middle of Main Street in a town yeah. of like 3,000 people. Like, shut, shut up. What the fuck are we doing yeah. here? It's. It was. It, yeah. If if I had known no one died other than that asshole, I would have enjoyed the documentary a lot more because they were selling the fuck out of his they like sell strife. It like you're about to watch something go down, and it never happens. The coolest part. The coolest part is him breaking out of his garage. Oh yeah. And like I said, <laughs> chasing this lady down with the bulldozer. <laughs> After that, you can turn it off. Nothing else happens. They just make a big deal out of shit that didn't happen. His arch rival <laughs> who gets in his largest bulldozer and tries to fucking like <laughs> tries they to tip to him over. Him out of the way. That shit was hilarious. Oh, I see your bulldozer. I've got a slightly smaller bulldozer that's gonna tip you over. Oh fuck, it doesn't work. I just give up. That dude got out of his bulldozer, pulled out a pistol, and started just taking pot shots like what the fuck are you doing then the cop the sheriff or whoever it was who got on top of the fucking bulldozer he starts shooting in the air conditioning vent that's mounted at the top of this thing they're acting as though this man has a weapon that is unstoppable well that's what they were like when you see it coming down the road at you you think to yourself my god i don't have a way of stopping this and i was like well you just Get out of the way, I guess. The people who are trying to throw like uh, uh, steel bars into the treads to take it off its tracks, and all those are just getting shot back at them faster than they were getting put in. So you're like, oh, okay, dipshits. Like then it becomes like I'm, I'm. Uh, you sl- start slightly rooting for the asshole you in do. this. You do. They they put it into this position where. You're like, holy shit, how incompetent are these people? <laughs> they, they A, don't have a way to stop a bulldozer because that shit, you know, like if all I have to do to take over Buda, Texas is a bulldozer? go down to the construction <laughs> the site, Kubota a site <laughs> to go to the Kubota factory and be like, hey, I want to take this one for a spin, psych. Yeah. <laughs> We're in some trouble, Yeah, A. And B, if... if uh, if you have zero ability to plant on your feet. So your thing where they're like, oh yeah, we're going to put bars into the tractor uh, treads. It's like, okay, you do realize this thing is like a what? Probably 2,500 horsepower beast. Like, <laughs> like it'll still, you think your little steel rod is going to do anything to stop that motor from turning those wheels. Dude, it was no, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> it was incompetent leading incompetent against incompetency. It was fucking phenomenal. At one point, yeah, oh, well, I would have personally just gone and gotten seven to ten school buses, surrounded him with it. Oh, do you and remember when they when they happened. when they brought the when they brought the uh, grader in from the Colorado State <laughs> like road works and they put a grader in front I of them. I love how their their solutions here were so dumb. Road equipment versus road equipment. <laughs> That's all we got, baby. We gotta come through this fight fairly, okay? We're not gonna bring we're not gonna bring the National Guard with the tank. Oh. We're not gonna bring we're we're bringing road equipment because he's he's only got road equipment. Hey, It'd yeah. be unfair to take him down. He's got a knife, boys he's got a knife. Boys throw the guns away. We're gonna make fair is fair. We's all legal here. <laughs> 
like, what? No, you shoot that motherfucker in the face. No, at one point, the sheriff called, like, some dispatch for the National Guard and was like, yeah, we need the National Guard and helicopters out here. We can't stop this thing. I was like, helicopters? What, are you going to get a fucking Apache out here and just fucking rocket this bitch? Like, <laughs> Again, like I said, if you go into the documentary knowing this man's the only one that dies, You'll laugh at uh, these solutions. Like oh, when, and- when they're telling you the story, <laughs> it all seems reasonable okay? until they get to the point where. And then he went out to California and he bought that track. He bought that bulldozer. It was a great price. And then when he had it <laughs> shipped in, you he got a good deal. That's yeah. right. They were like, and then when he was getting it shipped in, and they were like, I saw that big yellow tractor getting pulled down. Oh, Rodney's uh, drive drive porchway. And I said, "Oh Lord, old Jimmy's got himself on onto something now." And then he parked it all menacing, like, "Like, how do you fucking park a bulldozer menacingly, you assholes?" What the fuck, dude? Especially when they like ramp up to the day he breaks through the garage. Oh, oh, it is like like a slow tug. I saw saw him go in there, and he didn't come out for four days or whatever. And you're like. (laughs) Yeah, and while he was behind there, he was building X, Y, and Z around the clock, and people mm. heard him. And yeah, and you're like, he would he would apparently play rock music while he was doing all oh, this. He would he, disturb people. He had cameras outside, so he would know when the the building next door when all the people would go home, and that's when he'd start his work. I'm yeah. Like what? Like you fucking assholes! Like he is a crazy person who is also an asshole who mm-hmm. is just doing what crazy assholes do. Which is dumb shit. Like, if he was in Russia, how normal would that behavior be? I feel like. Bro, I feel I, like it's every I'm, Thursday that shit happens. Seven out of ten Russians have done it. Um, I, the, the way they talk about it for anybody who's watched like you know cop chase shows from the '90s, the way they discuss this bulldozer is like the time that that dude stole that tank from the L.A. National Guard unit and was driving the tank through the streets of L.A. and was absolutely fucking stuff up. But he was in a fucking tank. Okay, I mean that is a it was it was a fucking tank. <laughs> like he drove over an RV at full speed and didn't slow down. This bulldozer was going seven miles an hour, Officer mm-hmm. Mihoff, and uh, yeah, it was it, it, bonkers. Anyway, yeah. Well, <clears throat> highly suggest everybody watch it. Oh yeah, great, um, great. It great is watch. it is fantastic and hilarious at the same time. Again, it's hilarious in hindsight, but now that you know, no one dies. You, you can enjoy, enjoy it more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because you're, you are legitimately the way they do it. Frank, you're waiting for this tank to like blow over, I don't know, a high rise somewhere. Run over a school bus full of children just to prove a mm-hmm. point. Um, Frank, speaking of uh, spectacular and enjoyable and all the other superlatives, uh, I am drinking Parental Supervision by Odd Muse Brewing Company out of, uh, I don't know where the fuck they actually are. Farmer's Branch, Texas. It's all in the like... Addison Farmers Branch, Carrollton Crotch of the Central Cities in Dallas. Um, this is a eight and a half percent hazy double IPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank's number one fan, Shannon, uh, my next door neighbor, actually uh, brought me a few of these beers from Odd Muse because it's in a part of town that I never get to because of where it's located. He was like, "Why don't you give him a shot and let me know what you think?" I was like, "Oh, why? Thank you. I'll I'll gladly." I'll be the tester for this one. It's eight and a half percent hazy IPA. It's really good. Uh, I will say it is uh, Idaho Seven has this really uh, unique characteristic to me. It tastes very like milky, 
I don't know if that's the right way to describe it, but it's got like a really like a, a palette. Yeah, like a full across the entire palette uh, flavor, which is good. Uh, I, I I do enjoy that, but it is uh it's funny and and, I don't, and of course I don't know maybe it's the grain bill that they use and other beers that I've had with Idaho Seven in them have a similar grain bill that like produce that mouthfeel, um, but to me I've I've had it in every Idaho Seven beer that uh, that I've tasted. So nice, it's good. Um, the other one he brought me one that I'll probably drink uh, to finish off the cast. Uh, it's a triple IPA, and then he got a, a key lime pie sour, which is really good uh, if you like sour shit. If you do not, go ahead and stay away from it because it just it. You know how sometimes you taste something and the sourness or the tartness just kind of rises, no. and then it just tapers off. This shit doesn't taper off; it just rises until you swallow. And oh, it's, it's like a warhead. Oh yeah, but really good. Like okay. if you like if you like key lime pie, it tastes just like a key lime pie filling. No graham cracker crust or anything like that, so you don't have to fuck around with that, but really, really good. Yeah, fair enough. I um, I don't think I like sour enough to like that, but... No, I would, I would, steer, I would steer you clear of that beer. Oh, my goodness. And it's been a while since I've had a big, hazy IPA. Now I'm thinking about it. Like, I haven't had... Yeah, I had that, that King Sue that I told you about. Oh, that shit's so good. Yeah. I you know what I like King Sue, it is a lot of beer and it usually is very expensive wherever I, when I find it. Um, I want to say it's like twenty one ninety nine, twenty two ninety nine for a four pack. Oh shit! Yeah, H E B has them for seventeen, but still okay. a lot. It's not- yeah. Uh, Pseudo Sue, I actually prefer a little more because I can crush four of them. As a matter of fact, I think I brought Pseudo Sue down uh, when we were at, at, in Freddy'sburg. Uh, that was one did, of the yeah. beers that I brought down for us. I think you did. Uh yeah no those those beers Topling Goliath, spoiler alert they're really good they know what the fuck they're doing I mean they are and they're they're nationally distributed so you can get them in a bunch of spots yep um yeah so should we quickly hit on a couple of assholes of the week <clears throat> okay I I typically don't like to hit on assholes or have anything to do with assholes but you do you Brew yeah uh we're gonna start with. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg and his renaming of Facebook to Meta, which <clears throat> I feel like Meta is something that happened. Like everybody was told we're doing this, and then nobody had <laughs> any like guts to say we're done. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't do this. Yeah. Um, because oh, you mean renaming it, or are you talking about uh, back in like 2013 when people were saying Meta? I, I got no, no. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, renaming it to Meta because okay. of what happened in 2013 okay. with the word Meta. Yeah. Like the whole thing makes no fucking sense. None. So <clears throat> then he announces that they're Meta, and then that they're going to be focusing on this ephemeral metaverse that he has defined as being, I don't know, like apparently. Here, here's my here's my thinking, right? Like, this dude has hundred billion, hundred fifty billion dollars, whatever amount of money he has, um, and he has determined that it is more important for him to build a virtual experience for people that's better than their current reality than to fix reality. Yeah, that seems that okay. seems right. Uh, and that to me is just fucking sociopathic. 
Like he is an absolute psycho. Well, um, I mean, no one doubted Dwight Schrute when he created Second Second Life. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, same true. same. You know, it's true. But yeah, so I, I have no idea. Like, if anybody ever believes that you're going to be sitting in a room with virtual reality goggles on on a beach somewhere with friends, you, I, I think you probably need to go and figure out how human interaction works. Like that, he, what tells you that they don't have a plan is every interviewer asked him, what's the use case for metaverse? And his answers were so dumb. Yeah. One of them was, well, you can be sitting in a room uh, chatting with people while texting other people without looking at your phone and b- being rude or something. And it was like, what? 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 <laughs> what? Like, yeah. So in any case, that when that got announced today, I was like, oh, holy shit. Like, that whole company has lost, ent- like, entirely lost uh, uh, track of reality. Like, if, if you're working at Facebook or Meta, I would get the fuck out of there. That place is nuts. <laughs> or meta. <laughs> like, yeah. like I don't I'm, even know. Like, are we supposed to just now? Yeah, I guess we just call it meta. Do you call Google alphabet? Yeah. I mean, you, you do. That's meta is what that is. Okay. These are such dumb things. Like they all do it because they think, Oh, all of a sudden people are going to see them as this vast technology empire. It's like, no, you do search, you do, Public facing profiles. That's kind of what we use you for. Yeah. Google, you do email well. Uh, you email good. It. You email good sometimes. Yeah. Like, oh, God. Just billionaires in general can go fuck themselves. Like, there is not a single GD reason that we need to have billionaires on this earth. Like, period. End of story. Once you get to above a billion dollars in wealth, it should all just go straight back to either your workers or the state. Like, fuck you. Nobody needs 120, 250, 290, however many fucking billions of dollars. It's, it's, yeah. Capitalism is a huge fucking problem. <laughs> fucking news break. <laughs> you heard it here. Yeah. You're, we're all just like, we're all sitting around while we're creating monarchies, you know, familial monarchies around businesses essentially yeah and we're all just like oh this is neat this is normal it's fine you know the the serfs just their housing prices go up all the time and they get no extra money because they didn't quote unquote invent anything or whatever like it's 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 absolutely the most incredibly dumb like methodology to make sure that humanity you know, cast long-term sort of long-term aspirations. Why, why would anybody try right. when you can barely keep up with the way that it is currently? Like they're like, everybody's just supposed to be happy to come back to this $12, $15 an hour job at an Amazon warehouse when your owner is making a billion dollars a second. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, <clears throat> And then we shit on the guy who doesn't want to come back to that job. Yeah. You know, but we don't shit on the person who has all this wealth and does nothing to just sends himself to space in a fucking dick ship. 
not a dick ship. <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievable. That's so, in any case, that's asshole number one and asshole number two. Billionaires and Mark Zuckerberg Mark in Zuckerberg. general. Yeah. And then we need to talk about home appraisals. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm sure anybody who's purchased the house has had to go through a home appraisal. I've never had a home appraiser show up to my house that looks qualified to do the job that they're tasked to do. I know that's judgy, but (laughs) my home appraisal this last time wasn't even wearing the same shoe on each foot. Um, Hold up. Let's go back a lot. Um, What was that situation for? Was like one foot not his? No, one was brown and one was black. I don't know. It's the same shoe. It was just different (laughs) colors. Wait, wait, was the brown one originally black or I know I so I many questions. One of those like morning mix ups. Oh, um, morning mix up. But you're going to come and look at my attic to see if my house can sell for uh, what it's actually valued for. So, so, okay. So <clears throat> a appraisals are arbitrary as fuck. It's, yeah. There's, you could literally get a different opinion and mm-hmm. it's valued the same. <laughs> so, um, just to show how arbitrary they are, my neighbor across the cul-de-sac and I have similar homes. It's his is I, I want to say his might be like 50 square feet larger. Um, his yard is a little bigger, but all in all, the, the appraisal should be you know Roughly similar. The same, yeah. Um, the the appraiser that did this house came in a full. Like, what would that end up being? Fifteen percent lower than what he got an appraisal for? Yeah, just arbitrarily, you know. Like, I, the, the comparable homes that he picked were just made no sense. <laughs> um, but it, it's not gonna it's not gonna matter for the loan refinance. Yeah, but it really like so. Say we sold this house and this appraiser showed up to then do the appraisal on this house. And if we sold it for what this house should sell for you, that deal would fall through because this appraiser has no idea what the fuck they're doing. (laughs) Um, so it like, well, you got uh, faulty house gaskets, all of them, they're all fucked out. And then, uh, your gates a little squeaky. So that's another 10 grand off. And, uh, I don't like the way the tulips are. So you can go fuck yourself. There you go. I I couldn't believe it. Like I just I've always hated appraisals. I've always thought they suck ass. There's no acceptable standard to them, and even the standards that are out there are so loosely guided. They're like, oh yeah, go find with within the past twelve months, go find five or six similarly quality priced whatever homes, or not priced but like size homes. Mm-hmm take a sort of a weighted average of them and then, you know, just dollar per square foot price it out. What? Like, <laughs> dude. So I, we always get looped in with subdivisions. We are not a subdivision. Yeah. So if you're telling me that the subdivision down the street where everybody lives on top of each other and my house are going to roughly be the same value, I've got news for you. Like, <laughs> That's not it. it. <laughs> it's never been it. Like, 
every time someone sold homes in the subdivisions, they normally sell for about 20% less than this neighborhood. Yeah. And that's just what it is. So all that stuff goes out the window because they arbitrarily just pick seven homes and come up with some per square foot number and you just kind of have to accept it. I don't, well, you're, I, I don't like know. A, appraiser it's ridiculous. Pick, pick two different shoes and then well, that's went true with too. it. So, <laughs> I mean, can you imagine like just day to day with a person who's wearing two different shoes? <laughs> like, what is your fucking? Think, what the, how do you lunch, order lunch? Like, no, 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 no. Lunch is purchased at the local Toys R Us, and it's a box of crayons. <laughs> it's just he's like he buys, oh, th- he buys three because he only eats blue and red. Why? And they're both orange. The two the two things that he eats are orange, and he calls them blue and red. He's yeah. like, "Why bother with lunch when I can just take some chips off the wall and yeah, eat them?" Why bother? <laughs> yeah. What do you go when they go? Have you ever eaten lead before? He's like, "Oh yeah, He's all the, the time." Only person that like <laughs> proudly it. says yes. Love it. It's good. You know, it's so it's got a nice sweetness to it. It's got an oaky afterbirth. I'm really into that. <clears throat> Oh, fucking oh man, dumb, that's too funny. Dumb people suck. <clears throat> and there's too many of them. There's a lot. There are a too... lot of fucking dumb people. I God. Um, so we also in in late breaking news, Barcelona ended up firing our manager, which was long overdue. About like three years overdue, if I'm right. <laughs> well, he's he's only been there for two, but it's it's no, probably like about... I said, three years overdue. <laughs> I he probably should have never been hired. Yeah. yeah. So he, um, just in terms of dumb people, like, so I know I've said this before. Our our team's really young, right? So we lose a we lose games we should win. We tie or lose against teams we shouldn't lose to. Um, it's just what happens when you have a bunch of 17, 18, 19 year olds out there. Yeah. And it's just kind of the hand that the club is dealt currently. It's not fun, but it is what it is. So if you're a coach and I mean, you got to go back to your high school days, you know, college days. If you're a coach and you're losing, right. And the, the media is coming out, right. They're going to, they're going to attack you. Fans are going to be like, what are, what's going on? What are you doing? Um, You know, losing a lot of games, tax, your tactics aren't right, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Right. That's always going to come out. It's like Mike Gundy play calling sucks when we lose. Um, that's it's one of the first things that to be he clear, gets called out. For. It sucks when we win too. <clears throat> no, I know. Okay. But I mean, like that's one of the first things that people harp on him for, right? Like it's his play calling and his offensive coordinators are normally shit. Yeah. So in any case, um, Kuman has had this, um, kind of issue following him that he doesn't have uh, his tactical decisions aren't good. Okay. And it's been a fair criticism. Now, instead of, you know, saying, you know, we need to kind of figure out how to put these players in better positions. We need to figure out how to uh, put them in, in spots where they can succeed, you know, maybe work a little bit, um, more tactically in training. I don't know. You know, like positive reinforcements. This motherfucker goes down and he goes, yeah, we lost the best players on this team. Oh my God. So, um, <laughs> I'm not sure how anybody's expecting um, that we're going to get results every weekend. Now, um, I, I am no coaching expert, but 
well, it's that's not. sort of the white flag, isn't it? Like, yeah. it's like I can't do any better than I than I'm doing. So shut the fuck up. Um, okay, uh, I guess we'll find someone who wants to do better. Like, well, I mean, right there off the bat, when you say we lost all our best players, you're already saying fuck you to every player who's all the on players your team. on, and they're young. Yeah. Like, what are you thinking here? Well, and yeah, you're also. <laughs> taking another step back, you're also comparing all these 19, 20 year olds to one of the, if not the best player of all time, having left the organization. So you're like, well, yeah, no shit. I'm not as good as Messi. Oh, fuck me. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm not as good as Luis Suarez. Like, sure. Yeah, no, I'm fucking, I I would, I was born when he like was a rookie. So yeah, fuck me. So, but that's, that's the thing, right? Like you would never say that as a coach, if you're trying to motivate players or trying to get the best out of the players. So I, I've been a person who, you know, I want stability in that coaching role. I want people, I want, you want to give people a chance to put their stamp on um, the product on the field. And that takes time. You can't fire a coach. Barcelona has gone through five coaches in like seven years. Okay. It's a lot. You can't do that. So Granted, all the previous coaches were under Messi and Suarez, and I honestly think their lack of willingness to train intensely led a lot of coaches to not succeed the way that they could have. Um, I mean, I, I still think Suarez and Messi had too much say in how long practices went, yeah, how many they had a week, all that stuff. And older veterans don't like training. So I've done it before. It's yeah. So if you eventually, if you don't like training enough, the results on the field don't follow. And, you know, this is a young team. You need to make sure that they're fit. You need to make sure that they're, they're practicing adequately. And it never seemed like Coleman got them mentally prepared for anything. So then to throw them under the bus, when your tactics have clearly been suspect and, it's just that, I mean, as soon as he said that, it's about three weeks, four weeks ago, I, at that point, was done with him. Like, I, I don't have any issue supporting a coach who is trying, but yeah. you don't throw a bunch of 18-year-olds under the bus when they're literally just learning how to be pros. Like, that's that's just ridiculous. Yeah, you can be a, a quote-unquote academy player since the time you were 10. That's still not a fucking professional yeah. player. And then, so it it would have been also more believable had the entire Spanish midfield not been Barcelona players. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So so, you know there's goddamn talent there. Yeah. So so if you look at the midfield for Spain right now today, three out of the five key positions are Barca players, and they dominate. Like Mm -hmm. this isn't. This is a team who almost beat France, okay, in the finals of yeah. the Nations League. It's a team who went to the semis yeah. of the Euros and almost squeaked through. And they're young as hell. I mean, I think the Spanish national team is like on average 22 years old. Damn. So, so don't go and tell me that these young kids can't do anything, right? Like, you have Ansu Fati, who is an incredible player. Um, Gavi, you've got Pedri. You've got Frankie de Jong. You've you've got talent. Like this is an unacceptable premise that you're taking. So, um, didn't they just yeah. sign Ansu Fati again for yeah. like, five year deal or something? Six years and his release clause is you know, one point two billion dollars or something. That's pretty. That's that's putting a lot of stake in a kid. Yeah. So he 
he uh, he fought with his agent because his agent wanted to offer him to PSG and Man City, and he said there's no way he's leaving. And then we signed Pedri, who's probably the best midfield prospect in the world, even in the past ten years. I I'll I'll say Pedri is probably since Andres Iniesta and Xavi, it's probably the only two that have been as good at that age. Um, a lot of players, even I mean, you guys have uh, Mason Mount's midfield, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Mason Mount was highly touted and still is highly touted. He's a very good player. Um, but Mason Mount wasn't 17 when he started for the Champions League team. So <clears throat> No, he was he was 19. But, yeah, no, he's he's one. Yeah. He, <clears throat> he became an academy player when he was six, which is wild. Yep. Um, and uh, apparently he is people are getting a, a nice a nice chubby for him over in at Real Madrid right now. Uh, oh, he's not going they, there. Because they think they can pull him away from Chelsea. I'm like, dude, this kid is Chelsea through and through. Like, it, he is the, the, like, who you were just talking about, Ansu Fati. Like, he is that for Chelsea. He's, like, literally the poster. Well, also, also, Chelsea can pay him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I think yeah. it's funny that Real Madrid thinks they're going to pull anyone away not named, like, Paul Pogba. And right. T- people who have zero allegiance to anything. Yeah. Um. Or Eden Hazard. I mean, yeah, he's a fucking money whore yep. um, and loves McDonald's. So um, if if you're going to pull away a player of Mason Mount's quality, his team has to be struggling and your team has to be very good. Yeah. That's the only way you're going to do it. And that's... Um, it's, it's like, the, remember when the rumors were that uh, Real Madrid was going to br- pull away Thomas Muller mm-hmm. or pull away... Um, Rebury or pull away. I mean, it, it happens all the time. And those that fan base is so delusional that they can do this. Um, and Perez, their president, just riles them up the whole time to get it done. Um, but th- they always end up with Eden Hazard or uh, Gareth Bale. These people who don't play uh, soccer for, you know, the club, they play it for the money. And yeah. that's okay. It's I don't have an issue with it. Um it's just I don't I don't see Mason Mount as being that type of player. Fuck no, fuck no. Uh, he is I I have nothing but respect for old Mason Mount. I don't think he sh- he should have been nominated for the Ballon d'Or, but no. <laughs> but hey, you know what? It wasn't him who nominated himself. So that, no, I can, and I it's can say it's that. an off year. I mean, in all honesty, um, who, who do you think? Who do you have as getting it? It's got to be messy. I, I think everybody's like super. They're they're looking at the titles mm. as being the most determinant factor. Yeah, Messi's stats are tops across the board. Um, if you look at what Barca is today, right, and it's virtually the same team minus Messi. Yeah. Um, you you won't. I mean. I know it's it sounds harsh, but you should give the Ballon d'Or to the best player on earth every year, mm-hmm. and it has never not been messy for the past decade. So every time they don't give it to him, they make up an excuse as to why he doesn't deserve it. Yeah, but any fan watching what's out there on the field understands Messi is the best player we've ever seen, and we'll see. 
um, and has been for the past decade. I mean, it's just not, there's no one that should edge him out, but I know there's talks of Lewandowski doing it. Yep. There's talks of what Conte doing it. Uh, um, I honestly, of the five people that were up for Chelsea, Jorginho is the, is the Jorginho, but that's only because of Italy. Well, well the, the Italy, Italian fans are so enthralled with his performance I, I in the mean, Euros. He did help win Champions League as well, but yeah, I Lewandowski is uh, number one if you look at betting odds. Uh, number one by almost like double from mm-hmm. Messi if you're looking at odds wise. Uh, Messi's second. Mohamed Salah is third. Mo Salah does not deserve it. No, Liverpool. Uh, I'm sorry. Mo Salah balls. hasn't been a good player for three years. So, oh, he looks great against second and third tier teams mm-hmm. in uh, the EFL Cup. Uh, you know, but that's not. Like, if we're going by that, then fucking Ben Chilwell, best player in England at the moment. Yeah, you could you could nominate Sadio Mane as well, mm-hmm. which uh, probably should have over Mo Salah last year. Uh, so, yeah, and yeah. then Salah uh, being nominated is a joke. Uh, Jorginho is next. Kareem Benzema. Ngola yeah, Kante. Benzema. I could see Benzema deserves. He doesn't deserve the Ballon d'Or, but he he nominated. deserves a lot of credit for what he does at Real Madrid. He has nothing around him, and he plays. I was gonna say maybe that's out. why Mo Salah got got nominated in the first place and has that high of a, a chance or you know uh, odds. It's just because no one else was there at Liverpool last year. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I just the same way with Ronaldo. Like, I don't understand why he got nominated for his like 13 games he played at Juventus last year. Because <laughs> yeah. what the fuck are we? It's doing? just because it's Ronaldo. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. So Lewandowski, if he wins it, fine. Um. I. Yeah. I, I'm of the opinion it should go to the best player, and the best player isn't always on the best team. Um. But you should give credit where credit is due, and I, I, I think it's pretty obvious how incredibly important Messi is to a team. Yeah. Um, now that he's not on the team, so we'll see. I mean, it's, I know Messi's not going to win it. If it's if it's Lewandowski, fine. If it's Jorginho, it'll only be because the Italy contingent is so loud. Yeah. Um. But I don't think he deserves it either. Like I, I can, I can see the case for Lewandowski more than I can see it for Jorginho. I mean, Jorginho is the uh, the penalty taker for Chelsea, and he was like twelve for thirteen mm-hmm. at the midway point of last year, including uh, Champions League stuff. So, I mean, I, I put he's a good player, but I mean, what did he score? Twenty eight, twenty nine goals? Not even. Uh, but he's yeah, a he's a midfielder though. That's the other thing. He's no, not a striker at all. I get, I get that, but I'm I'm saying like if you're if you're you've got to compare results, right? Like now, I'm not saying championships. I'm talking about okay. So if he's a midfielder, how many chances did he create? Oh yeah. How many I, of those chances were successful, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, that's right? why that's why Angolo Conte was nominated because that motherfucker creates shit so out of nothing. Conte, I understood because Conte is he's such a key cog to your offensive movements that it's like okay, I I can see how you can nominate him. Jorginho, he plays like a forward, so it's not. Yeah, he gets in more scoring opportunities. He he's he he's a great player. I I just don't I don't know how you put him against the likes of Lewandowski and Messi and 
I mean, even I'm not going to say Salah, but name any other, you know, worthy striker. It's just th- there wasn't that much yeah. good well, play out there last I year. Mean, so I think for, that's also part of the for problem. For Christ's sake, 2020 Ballon d'Or got canceled because of COVID. So, yeah. like, we haven't had a winner in two years. So people are, like, honestly, like myself, who two years ago I was, yeah, mildly invested in, in, in football. But I had no clue as to, like, <clears throat> the like the the bigger picture of uh professional club football especially european club football mm-hmm. like you just don't have I, I didn't have the context now i do and i'm like well shit yeah all the i can see a, a a decent argument for everybody up there except for salah and everybody having like a decent like okay yeah no maybe they were the best player but it's also like it's pretty easy for me to say when there's fucking five players from my my squad. No, but it's well. always, that's always happens with champions league. So when you win champions league, you'll get a bunch of your players nominated. That's never. So if you look at the years, Messi, Neymar, Suarez played together. Yeah. They would finish all three of them in the top five for Ballon d'Or votes. Yeah. I was going to say 2015. It looks like it was the first time it happened, but it was Messi one, Ronaldo second, Neymar third, 2017, yeah. Ronaldo one, Messi two, Neymar three. And yeah. then, well, that was, they weren't together that year. That was, um, that was PSG. Neymar's so, yeah, first year at PSG. Yeah. But if, if you look, if you look at it, when they played together, it would either be Suarez would be up, Neymar would be up, Messi would be up. Holy like, fuck. Does the Ballon d'Or go to anybody outside playing outside of Spain at this point? Because Jesus fucking Christ. Hold on. There's a reason for that. Jesus. You, you do realize that go look, go look at champions league. <laughs> Uh, oh just yeah, look at I, I forgot the that there was a fucking Spain, like eight year stretch where, yeah, no one else won Champions League. So yeah. that's that's the reason. It's um, so it, it just it just strengthens your point then. <laughs> like when yeah, the win. Spanish team dominance for fifteen years almost was so so incredible that it, it, no one could figure out how to beat Spanish teams. So they, you, you would see the there was a there was a time not too long ago, four or five years ago, when Barcelona, Real Madrid would win Champions League, Sevilla, Valencia would win Europa. Yeah, and that's, and, a, that's a big, bigger deal than what a lot of people want to lead on because yeah. when in Europa Cup or Europa League, you go in to play the champion of the Champions League. Mm-hmm. And like, there's, I didn't realize how much like clout was behind that, but there's a fucking lot because... <laughs> You automatically qualify for Champions League the next year if you win Europa, correct? That's correct. Yep. So, I mean, regardless of how you finished in your club, uh, you know, in your in your uh, home league, you're already playing against the biggest teams in the in Europe. So, already you're getting a, a bump. And then if you play well in the old Super Cup, you start your season off on a fucking like high note with a lot mm-hmm. of people like looking at you. And hate to say it, I feel like the more coverage people or, you know, teams and players get, the better they tend to perform in, in soccer, at least. I don't know. It's soccer is such a weird ass sport compared to American sports. Like I, I was trying to explain this to my daughter who was asking questions, probably a little more simple than what I was providing her answers to. Uh, she was really worried about why is that guy not kicking it in the goal? I was like, well, cause that's his goal. His why is that team. his goal? Like I was like, well, that's, well, see, that's the one he's defending. You know what? And then I was like, I, I got in deep on some other, like, but I was looking at him. Eyes like, just glazed over. Yeah, she was like, 
cool. My Little Pony. I was like, all right, My Little Pony. We can go talk about that. But I was thinking about it. Like, soccer is a, a very unique sport in that, like, you could have the best player in the world and your team fucking sucks. Like, you and you never, still don't win. You don't yeah. win because the best player in the world never gets the ball. Like, he, mm-hmm. he can't get it passed to him because the rest of his team sucks. And I was. No, I mean, you could have three of the best players. When we had Neymar, Messi, Suarez, we lost or tied to teams that we should have never done that to. Yeah. But, um, but it's because, because you have like one or two key players that are, are you know, key positions mm-hmm. that don't have, you know, competent players or even players that are consistent. Because that's the other thing. Like if you have consistently bad players, you can almost play around them. You know, like mm-hmm. we have Keppa. Keppa Aretha Palaga is possibly the worst fucking goalkeeper on the planet. He can accidentally win shootouts somehow, somewhat. I don't know how the fuck he does it. But he has one of the best records when it comes to shootouts. I don't. I don't understand it. But at least we know that, and we can put Mindy in for the entire fucking game. And if it's coming down into the second period of extra extra time, we can be like, hey, you know what? Let's sub Mindy out right now. We got to keep keep a hold of one sub the entire game, just in case we got to fucking bring in Keppa to save <laughs> our asses here. It it hurts, but it, it hurts me yeah. to say. But at the same time, like. Eh. If you know how bad someone is, you could play around their fucking their lack of skill. He is really <laughs> bad though. I, I can't stress that enough. He's so fucking bad. Yeah, you guys paid a lot for him too. Still, we're still paying a lot for yeah. him. Like he was he was not a cheap cheap signing. You know what? I think if Frank Lampard had unloaded Keppa at the beginning of last season, he'd still have a fucking job. He's, we might. We maybe. wouldn't have a Champions League. That's for or a Champions League <laughs> trophy. That's for goddamn sure. But we wouldn't have Keppa. So you wouldn't have Keppa. Well, I mean, when you guys you, you just need to go ask your dirty well money for more money. So Hey, you know what? It's really painful mm-hmm. when everyone's talking about the Newcastle United takeover. Everybody's like, Oh, you can't say anything. Yeah, about Chelsea it. is saying dick about everything. Because yeah. we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's let's, unfortunate. Let's go. Let's go yeah. Premier League. But at the same time, like we you you were talking about billionaires in general. Most of them aren't great people. Got to say it. Like 99% of them Mm-mm. aren't good people. Uh, you just run into some of them who are like Israeli, uh, Russian oligarch billionaires who no, are and real pieces of shit. Part. That's the funny part, right? Like I, uh, if you go on our soccer, right? There's a subreddit. Um, the amount of people dancing on Barcelona's grave at the moment are, it's funny because if you're, if you're a true soccer fan, you should, with incredible respect, right, just appreciate what Barcelona is as a club. Um, I, you don't you don't need to support them. You don't need to care that, you know. No, just the general um, fact that they're fan-supported. Like, it's fan-owned. Fan owned. We, do, we, don't, we don't have any ownership structure and you know what? that's I, corporate. I do kind of respect that. I didn't realize that Bundesliga has that. Yeah, fifty one percent. But they all they all have corporate buy ins. So Bayern has, uh, well, Bayer, the drug maker Bayer. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you if you if you look at the Spanish clubs, none of them have corporate owners. Mm-hmm. So they all are one hundred percent fan owned, and they compete at this level. Now it's not easy. Um, they don't. So Barcelona is what we're paying for currently is the fact that when we sold uh, Neymar and whatnot, we went on a spending spree that for some reason they thought Griezmann was worth a hundred million dollars. <laughs> um, I wish I would have been around with a soccer Jersey back then. I felt like I could have gotten like a 20 mil deal just for God. kicking it around. So, 
so they they wasted a lot of money and that's come back to haunt us but um for the most part we we grow our teams out of our academies um we have a lot of fan support there's a lot of international support for barcelona and for real madrid a lot of fans buy jerseys there's a lot of history there but it's not uh like an oil company stroking a check or an oligarch stroking a check so um you can dance on the grave if you're a Chelsea fan or a Man United fan or a Liverpool fan or whatnot. But the only like you're just it's it's in super bad taste is what I would say. Like, well, I mean, you're you're literally throwing rocks in your glass house because yeah. it's you, like, if you're a Man U fan and you're talking shit like, please just go buy some wine at your local retailer and support your team because that's who the fucking owner is, is a goddamn American like alcohol distributor. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm all for it. I mean, that's kind of what has gotten me here. Uh, But at the same time, like I know what I'm about, son. And uh, like, I also know that my team has a deep ass history before Roman Abramovich fucking took over the team. Like, yeah. And he's also not a terrible, like he's not a terrible owner, a person, that's really hit or miss. Yeah, but he he lets he lets the he has left the club virtually alone. Yeah, he's he not just, he's not Jerry Jones in it. He he just writes checks to cover f- whatever financial gaps, yeah. right? So I I can kind of like I don't I don't respect it because it does change the way that clubs are like ran. Yeah, it changes. You know, I mean, like Newcastle United, they're going to be a juggernaut. Yeah. There's no way. Like, the billions of dollars that are going to be behind them to become a good team. And Newcastle United, is it's a blur place. Dude. It's very little. Like, it has a lot of history in the Premier League, but, I mean, they haven't been anything for two decades. I was going to say decades is, is the best descriptor it's it's wild you know what though you kind of like to see people like uh, newcastle united fans get hyped because you're like where the fuck have you been where you you're still around congrats man all right let's see some it's like watching yeah, the bengals the, I, I, i'm pretty sure newcastle united was in the third division at one point i probably not too long ago but it's like watching bengals fans get excited you're like look at you you're doing stuff that's awesome just yeah, wait so- <laughs> So I don't know. Yeah, I mean they are a very old club. I know that, but I it's 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 just interesting to me that they yeah they were in the second Premier League. No, sorry. They were yeah they were in the lower divisions from 2006 to 2010. That's what I thought. And then they got into the Premier League for a bit, fell out again, and came back. So, um, it's yeah, man. I mean, I I just think it's funny because Barcelona will be back, like. There's far too much money invested in that club. There's far too, I mean, they have the largest stadium in Europe. Um, They have way too much talent. They'll be back. So dance on the grave. Go ahead. (laughs) The club has been there before. And just remember the next time our fan base might not be quite so humble when we win everything multiple years in a row. Because we dominated world football for almost a decade. And our fans were pretty humble about it. There wasn't a lot of like, holy shit, look at how fucking sucky this is. That is, this is. We had the best player on earth. We knew it. And there was no, you know, 
shit talking. You know who's not uh, very humble? minimal shit talking. Who's not and humble about their winnings in Spanish soccer? Liverpool. Oh, uh, Spanish soccer is Real Madrid, and it just oh no, me but yeah, but that's been that's that history is so deep. It like sucks. They're the worst fans in Europe. Like I, <laughs> they oh. do they surpass Liverpool? Because I know your your feelings. No, about... they're close. They're virtually the same. Like they, their fans are their fans are so passionate as to be like maniacal about it. So mm. Liverpool thinks it's funny to make fun of other fans. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's a Liverpool's a weird fucking fan base. They are really, really weird. Everybody needs to know they're Liverpool fans. <laughs> um, Have you seen how awesome we are? <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, you guys won one champions league and a premier league title and you're done. I like mean, th- your best player right now is Virgil van Dyke. <laughs> hey, okay. He's a fantastic defender. Okay. He, I mean, he is, he's probably one of the best. Um, well, he's, he's top, top five, three. top five in premier league. I'll give him. And it depends on the fucking day and the opponent. Yeah. But before the injury, he was probably one or two. Yeah, in the world. I'll give you that. Um, but De Bruyne is still way up there as a fucking just genuine all around bad. Goddamn so great player. It's, it's it's not you know, like it's best when you do win Champions League, when you do win your league, just enjoy it. It's oh, yeah. you don't need to go shitting on other fan bases. Um unless I, it's Liverpool. I do, feel free to do that. I will say this the only time that I get really happy about uh outward expression of success is when Chelsea goes up at home. Mm-hmm. And the ticker that runs around the LED screen that runs around the pitch says "Champions of Europe," and the entire like crowd starts chanting, "We're the champions of Europe, champions of yeah. Europe, we're the champions of Europe, we're the champions of Europe," and it fucking goes on until like you know about a good two three minutes. That, that's fun. I enjoy that. That's cool. That is. But that is it's, cool. It's one of those like we could do that. It's it's you're walking to the ring wearing the belt at this point, okay? Because mm-hmm. match hasn't started yet, really. I mean, yeah, so we're still getting underway. I mean, once fucking knockout stage happens, and I guess you got to stop saying that because then you're starting to gloat and you might jinx yourself. But right now, group stage, we can still chant it, and we're safe. That's what I feel like. Yeah, and I, I mean, I wouldn't like you need. You're a good team, so it's not. Yeah. You're. You, we're gonna see. We're gonna see how good we are and how deep we are, because that's been everybody's comment uh, on the quality of, of of players at Chelsea. Uh, is like how many players we have in each each position. Well, we've lost two of our fucking starting like strikers. So yeah. for like up to four to six weeks is the last word that we heard. Yeah, but you're, was, you're okay. Like yeah. you're not. Are, are you guys going for the league this year? I don't think so. I think you guys are trying to win Champions League again. I, you know, I, um, I, I honestly think they're, they're aiming for premier league and that's, well, I think your your the decision might've just been made for you. If your two strikers are out for six weeks, because what normally will happen there is you'll kind of pack it in well, for, for the league for a bit, get the strikers healthy, you know, squeak through the group stages and then bring them back so that you can, you know, be back at the top in April and May. Yeah, and see, that's the weird part is that for most clubs, I feel like yes, that's true. Like you just you you retreat and you hold on to what you got. If you lose a few, draw whatever, that's fine. Uh, 
but I feel like Thomas Tuchel doesn't do that. I mean, he fucking pulls players off in the first half if he doesn't mm-hmm. like the way they're playing. Like something tells me that's not the str- like he will change an entire no, no, team I, strategy. I don't think I don't think he will overtly pack it in. Like, but what I what I can tell you is is he's going to give players rest. He's like, oh yeah, he's got to be careful at this point because you can't lose another striker. Yeah, right? we, we're, if we were down Kai Havertz, then we're just looking at Ross, uh, uh, Russ Barkley, and we're like, oh fuck. Yeah, his so at, this, at this point, there is a decision to be made. Like, are we going for the league? Or are we going for Champions League? And you'll you'll figure it out in the next two or three weeks, based on how you like the team you put out there for group stages, who plays regularly on Saturdays. Um, you know, I, I just feel like because we had a period where Suarez was hurt and Jordi Alba was hurt, and at that point, it was clear that we would have trouble winning the league and Champions League, and <clears throat> because you can't play everybody twenty four seven every game, so it we prioritized Champions League over the league, and we would sit the likes of Neymar. Um, against certain teams in the league, yeah, uh, in hopes of you know just squeaking by, maybe just getting a point instead of getting all three. Um, so yeah, that'll be interesting because in Premier League, you have to choose what you're going to win. You can't, you can't play for the league, Champions League, and FA Cup all at the same time. You it's should see like, the way I approach FIFA. Okay, virtually yeah. impossible. <laughs> Uh, speaking of, as you guys know, I, uh, I've, I've been, I've been loving, uh, FIFA career mode and, uh, I started recently restarted as a, uh, manager and, uh, managed Chelsea. Okay. And I will have, you know, I have built a super team. It's fucking amazing. Except the other night I got real drunk. Okay. <laughs> I had a, a deal came through. Oh my God. Uh, a transfer offer came through for Kai Havertz, and I was like, at the at the, <laughs> at the time, no, no, worse. Okay, at the time, I was like, Kai was like number two scorer in the Premier League, right behind uh, Timo Werner. I was like, fuck yeah, like, oh, what what are they offering? It was some like no name midfielder and like twenty six million dollars. I was like, or pound, whatever the fuck. I was like, nah, I don't need the other guy. Like, I'll just see if he goes for a ridiculous amount. And charged like, I thought I was charging 125 million, and 12, 12 and a half. What I did was somewhere at the ballpark of 55 million. <laughs> I was really drunk, <laughs> and I click it, and they were like, "Yes, absolutely, deal." I was like, "Well, that's weird. Never really does that." It never goes that quick. And then I look at his stats afterwards, like, "Oh, what did I, what have I done? <laughs> what have I done?" <laughs> <laughs> his value at the time was at like 75 million. I sold a 20 <laughs> under. Away. I was like, oh no. So yeah. yeah, it was a bad move. Now I'm having to deal without without Kai Havertz. So but no, I, I'm really enjoying it. Actually, I want to say thank you for explaining how you know uh football uh formations uh, are set up. Really helped me in developing just a badass defensive formation uh, for Chelsea, uh, using the players that I have on my squad and getting them plenty of rest. Uh, with the it's fucking amazing. Yeah, FIFA, FIFA is like a house of cards. If one it's, player goes down, you are waiting for that next player to come up lame. Like I'm not even kidding. Oh yeah. Oh, the number of times in career mode I've been like, up. Oh, I I just feel Messi's gonna get hurt this game. That's, you never simulate. 
never simulate. Don't ever simulate. They'll but always even get if hurt. You, if you if you, if you do play, you need to rest players. Oh yeah. It will legitimately like I will get this itching feeling and be like, this is the game. And Messi will go down and I'll put someone else in and like some other key cog will get hurt. You know, like it's like, like some games, goalie, two or three people. Your goalie breaks his neck and you're like, oh, yeah. well, he's paralyzed. I guess that's fucking terrible. I, it's got dark. It's, it's as though the AI, the AI says, oh, 10 and 0. Fuck you. <laughs> but by the way, speaking of, uh, did you see that EA sports, uh, is looking to step away from its contract with FIFA. Good. So EA Sports filed for EAFC and uh, EA Sports Football as uh, trademarks this year. Mm-hmm. So that uh, and, and speculatively, they're saying like that could be next year's football title is EAFC, and uh, still have contracts with all the major the leagues and and clubs. Um, just good because I mean honestly. Cut FIFA out of everything. FIFA can go fuck off. I'm I'm having a real hard time getting behind Cutter 2022. Uh, I, I I will probably not watch a lot of that one. I it's that I'm I I'm I'm if someone can get behind me and like I'm not watching it either, then I fucking won't watch it. But here's the deal: like there's a fucking giant part of me that wants to watch every goddamn match. No, I know. Um, it's it's that that whole thing is so ethically awful it's, it's fucked ridiculous it's so fucked and it's the thing that that pisses me off and I'll, I'll i'll get off it on this uh the thing that pisses me off about that whole uh world cup 2022 situation is that it's been a known problem mm-hmm. for over six years oh yeah like ever since the bid came through everybody knew it every everybody it's it's not even a fucking open secret it's fucking just out there mm-hmm. that they were just straight up kidnapping people from other countries from Nepal, yeah. and just bringing them over to work slave labor and mm-hmm. dying at a super high rate because it's like a million and a half degrees in the goddamn desert and oh yeah, yeah no build this fucking football stadium and meanwhile here in north america to fucking make it about us for a second here we're scraping together everything that we can to fucking polish the shit that we have here. Be like, Oh no, 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 no. This is a great bit for 2026. We should definitely come here. Yeah. I'd be interested. I I mean, I think America does pose some serious consideration for a world cup. It's been far too long. I mean, the way that they think 1994 was the last one though. And that was following the 88, uh, Los Angeles games. And it was like in between two major Olympics mm-hmm. because uh, and we have we have phenomenal soccer facilities in this country. We've got football. Or st- I mean, could you imagine if they played a World Cup game at the big house? Dude. OK, well, that's Michigan. fucking in, that's insanity. OK, so what I will say is how crazy good was uh, AT&T Stadium to watch a fucking yeah, soccer match? Yeah, that's what I was saying. You it could host awesome. the finals there. Well, and see, that's the thing. Like, they're showing uh, the North American bid is, like, uh, games in Mexico, uh, United States, and Canada. And mm-hmm. it's, like, across the... That's fucking beautiful. Honestly, like, best case scenario uh, for hosting games in a in, on a continent mm-hmm. rather than doing it at a, at a uh, like, fucking country level. Yeah, I, I hope that bid goes through because all you'll do is you'll host each group in a kind of a city and then you'll come together for quarters, semis, and finals. I mean, it's exactly what they did for the CONCACAF, um, which was 
actually really pretty fun to watch. Uh, those yeah. like group games and the and the fucking actual knockout games and everything. It was cool. Yeah. No, that it's I I'm I would be interested in that. I don't know who they're going up against, but it would be cool. Um, it would be cool if they they gave America a World Cup because yeah. we don't need to build anything. No. Everything's here. You just throw some banners on it and we're good. You know that some asshole like the dude who's trying to build the uh, utopian society out in the desert would be like, ah, we're building a stadium so the finals can be played here. Like, oh God, God damn it. Yes. Burning men just in the middle of their circle. So, what's that? Was the asshole owner of the Oakland Raiders? Uh, oh, yeah. Do that uh, terrible Al haircut. Davis' son, whatever yeah. his name is. Ted Davis, whatever the fuck. Bad haircut Fucking Davis. Shit. Uh, he'll build the new stadium out in the desert in Las Vegas and be like, finals, baby. <laughs> okay, now, this isn't to say anything about redheads, but he's got that <laughs> creepy blonde eyelash redhead yeah, look. Yeah, the flesh colored facial hair. It weirds me out. I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I know it's not the nicest Ooh. thing, but it is weird. And on him specifically, uh, because he, like, he is so bleach white. Yeah. It looks like his eyes never stop. Like, it's, <laughs> he, he looks really odd. Um, he's a weird dude. Uh, well, yeah. Just like his dad. Dude. His dad is a fucking psychopath. Like, yeah. Dude, he's that dipshit. And the only reason that family is wealthy is because of NFL football. Yes. They, they're the only ownership group. Yes. That his dad was almost forced to sell the Raiders and somehow got to keep it. Dude, if you type um, in Google Al Davis, autofills Al Davis' son hair. It's the oddest looking dude. It's fucking wild. He literally looks like a, a goddamn caricature. He does, but see how his eyes, it looks like they never start or end. Yeah. It's yeah. the weirdest thing. Like if, if, okay, if, if he got a haircut, that would just look like the head of a dick. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it is the head of a dick. It honestly, like an, un, an uncut, an uncut penis. <laughs> it's, it used to be his nickname in high school. Oh, uncut yeah. penis face. All right. Hey, I got one more thing, and then I unfortunately do have to drop. We have an implementation call here in a minute. Okay. But, um, I don't know if you've been watching. So, for, A, the World Series this year has been actually quite a lot of fun to watch. That's baseball, um, I hear. Yeah, <laughs> but um, Formula One mm. here in Austin was fantastic. I heard it was fucking uh, packed, too. Yeah, 150,000 people. That's insane. Um, the track is has never been that full it was it was actually a beautiful sight because they've almost canceled this race in austin several times um the first three years it ran it, two of them got rained out like yeah. they, it's been a disaster and they finally got their day where you know all that work paid off and good good for the coda people even though they're assholes um <laughs> they they went through a lot to get yes. that race to stay so um, and it's fun. Like I would love to go to a formula one race just after maybe a fourth booster. Um, so the, the, uh, the thing that all these sports have in common is that they now all have official crypto exchanges. What? Yes. And I can't help but think pro athletes are getting conned into investing in things they don't understand and they're advertising things they don't understand because there are exchanges popping up one is crypto.com it didn't it never existed before probably a couple months ago there's this 
exchange that is now it, it they own a Formula One car that they sponsor. Yeah. Um, or they sponsor Formula One team. They are the official sponsor of Formula One. They sponsor the race out here. They're sponsoring the World Series. Their logo's on the fucking mound at the World Series. Oh. Called F FTX. Yeah. Again, anybody who's involved in crypto has never heard of these fuckers. Somehow they have the money to have all these celebrities. They've got Tom Brady pushing their exchange. They've got... Okay. I have a theory. Okay. Is it Ethereum? That... No. See what I did there? <laughs> Zing. I do have a theory that this is going to end with some American greed story. Oh, I, for sure. I have no idea how an exchange... So, so I can now buy crypto through my Schwab account. Mm-hmm. Why would I go to a third-party exchange that is brand new, that I've never heard of, to go buy a single Bitcoin for sixty-two thousand dollars, just because? Like, yeah, no thanks. I'll go do that through Chase, a bank <laughs> that I know is a bank. Yeah, <laughs> it will back my money uh, in case <laughs> a fucking glitch happens while the transaction is taking place. Yeah, I mean, like Jesus, the amount of people who have the amount of crypto exchanges that have gone dark mm-hmm. right oh, so how many gox, how many have gone dark that we don't know about yeah exactly and mount gox was one of the biggest ever that dude walked away with at that time 250 million dollars that has still never been recovered right so it, it, to me these teams aligning themselves with official exchanges I, I don't see how this ends well. Like, well, do you remember? I, do you remember back in the day when uh, a lot of NASCAR, I think, was really big into it, um, getting into domain uh, snatching companies? Uh, yeah. Like GoDaddy.com is the one that everybody like turns to because they advertise fucking everywhere. Uh-huh. But th- there were at least three others uh, at that same time that were like major sponsors of major sporting events, mm-hmm. much less sporting teams and shit. Uh, the exact same thing, though. Like, where the fuck do they go? Oh, they fi- they they went. They just collapsed like goddamn black holes on themselves. The difference yeah, is, I mean, they, those those companies. Sure, like you lose like what twelve dollars for a domain name that you fucking paid for. You lose your twelve bucks. These you're dealing with, like you said, like $66,000 for a fucking single Bitcoin or whatever the fuck Ethereum, Doge, uh, Radium, yeah, whatever, whatever money you burn in the fire, Excelsior, uh, <laughs> whatever fucking Bitcoin or whatever a, a crypto you're investing in today. Like you just yeah. lose it, it just goes away because there's no, no rules, baby. <laughs> There's not, yeah, there's no, there are no standards for how these things should be vaulted or how they should be kept in, you know, online repositories, whatever. So, suppositories. Um, it, it, yeah, it is it's a not. very, very interesting thing that I am going to be tracking because I, I, I just, I started noticing it really this year. Well, not this year, this month. And when I saw it on, formula one i was like this is weird yeah and then i saw that same company on the world series and i was like hmm yeah someone's getting ripped off here like there's something something about this is not right i thought it was weird Um, that tom brady paid for his his uh touchdown ball in in a bitcoin in a single bitcoin along with five hundred (laughs) thousand dollars 
that's pretty cool. I mean, I, it, I guess <laughs> I'll give I'll give Tom credit there. He like he the, also gave him like two season tickets or some shit. It was there was a well, lot. He was getting a bunch it. of flack, and yeah. he should have gotten a bunch of flack because the, the, the Buccaneers were like, "Yeah, here's." I don't know. They gave him some seats. Yeah. It was and, literally like a thousand dollars to the, the team store. store. Yeah. Like, <laughs> could you imagine spending a thousand dollars on NFL? Yeah, you buy yourself two jerseys and that's it. <laughs> oh yeah. We're getting the whole family custom jerseys out of this thousand dollars they gave me versus the five hundred thousand dollars this ball is probably worth. Which Thanks. is at least that because that's what Tom Brady paid for it. Like yeah. that's, fucking whatever at least he did that do you remember like when barry bonds hit like the 74th home run or whatever the fuck it was and they put they put a little trake tracker on it like not a tracker but there was a like a a decal on it yeah so fucking dumb i just let people like whatever if you if you appreciate the sport like do this goes both ways do what's right for the fucking sport so do what tom brady did like pay a fair market value at the time of what that memorabilia is worth. But also like, dude, if you fucking are a fan of an athlete, like that's a fucking story that is what worth mm-hmm. and it. That's an entire lifetime story. I, I don't know. I, I, that's also me. I've never uh, been in possession of a fucking ball. That's worth more than my fucking house either. You know, like yeah. I, I don't have that context to go off of. I might feel differently if I'm holding the, up a, a I don't know, some ping pong ball that got hit my way that was worth a million dollars. But right now, all I have is my uh, signed Pudge Rodriguez baseball that's on top of my bookshelf here. And uh, I paid $90 for it at Cooperstown. Uh, Is that an NFT? uh, No, no, it's an actual baseball bought in in the year 2000. Uh, Okay, so let me me quickly, um, before we Ah, sign off here, um, there is an NFT out there. By the name of, uh, what is it? CryptoPunk9998. Ah, uh, 9997 was taken. Yeah, it's Fuck. one of 3,840 female CryptoPunks, hmm. of which uh, 136 have wild white hair. Six hundred and se- <sighs> This is the combination of the punk, okay? So oh. it has wild white hair. Only 136 other ones have it. It has black lipstick. Only 617 others have that. It has clown eyes that are green, and only 382 have that. So it is its own unique combination and shares, you know, its characteristics with various amounts of other ones. Um, this CryptoPunk, like, if, if you just want to understand how absolutely batshit stupid people are, on August 11th, Okay, so this 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 thing was created June twenty third, two thousand seventeen. Its initial—that's when it was claimed. It was sold in its first transaction for fifteen Ethereum uh, for nine thousand four hundred and ninety nine dollars. Not even a year ago, December twenty seventh, twenty twenty. Okay, Frank, hold up. You're not. You're. I. I. I just looked this up. I want to properly describe this. This is a mess of. I'll let you go. It's, just you, you just tell you, just, you keep going. And I'll yeah. It's eight. It's eight bit. It shit. looks like it was done in Microsoft Paint, but zoomed in yeah. far too much. Okay, so don't look at the transactions. Okay. Okay. It sold last year around this time for ten grand. Okay. 
Take a guess what it sold for today. 50 grand? 532 million. Fuck off. Fuck off. 124,000 Ethereum. I think it officially makes it the most expensive art ever sold at auction. Um, I, I don't think there's anything more expensive because people have always been pushing for the half billion piece of or half billion artwork. Let's just see. Well, a uh, half billion to hit October 28th. October 29th, it sold for $1.07 billion. No, no, no. It's, oh, on, it's offered. It's, okay. It's being offered. So I, I do believe, because, yeah, the Leonardo da Vinci by Salvador Mundi, or sorry, Salvador Mundi by Leonardo da Vinci, sold for $450 million, And I, I think that might be the most expensive ever. I got I got to be honest with you. I Yep, that is the most expensive. So this is now officially as of today the most expensive piece of art ever sold and it's dog shit. I got to be honest with you when you Google search it, uh it comes up It's 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 a square image, so uh, uh graphic design is my hobby. I'm just going to hit you with this. 336 pixels by 336 pixels. It's got to be the most dollars per pixel ever period i don't yeah that's let's around a thousand pixels a thousand square pixels ten thousand square pixels whatever the fuck it is that's that's too much <laughs> so this okay so there's a guy titan xbt on twitter i don't know i don't think he actually bought it but he said why i bought cryptopunk 9998 for 124,457 ethereum Five hundred and thirty-two million U.S. dollars, because I wanted to show Mark Zuckerberg he's poor and shouldn't make meta- metaverse. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! CryptoPunks so, is a fucking is a cesspool. By the way, uh, these are all terrible art, uh, terrible pieces of art. I d- apparently someone appreciates it. Not I. That's all I gotta say. I, it, not I. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if this is some like. Elon Musk thing because he, he bought a shit ton of Ethereum not long ago. And he's the kind of dude that just wants the clout. He would, he would, he would, he would, he would do this for clout. He'd bankrupt someone for clout. <laughs> it's, it's either that or it's some kind of money laundering happening in real time. I mean, those are the only two. That is the most. So money laundering used to take place and still does via the art auctions. Mm-hmm. This is the most ever paid for a piece of art. That's got to stand. It should be standing out to someone who someone looks needs for to this. investigate what happened here. Yeah, I, and then also this isn't a just tax the fucking rich ad. Um, I don't know what is. We're literally pissing money away on digital Tiny, uh, thumbnails. Thumbnails. 336 by 336. Ugh. All right, I'm done. Let's get out of here. <laughs> you just you just ended with we're all, it, the world is shit. What are we even fucking doing here? But you know what? What are we doing? You know what we're doing? We're going out to the old Teespring store and picking up some holiday shirts if you want them. Did you get your Zen, by the way? Did I get my... Yes, I got everything, except I haven't ordered the Christmas jersey. I need to get one of those. Okay. Um... I like the honestly my favorite is the uh the NBLB holiday 
holiday shirt. The one the with shirt? The, you don't the, like the jersey? The Christmas design across it? It's nice. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that I even have the jersey up there anymore. I might have taken it down. Um, no, I'm talking about the sweater. Sorry. Oh, the sweater. Yeah, yeah. The sweater's a good... Yeah, that's that's my favorite. Um, okay, so you like the sweater. I have the t-shirt. I have the t-shirt the, as well. The t-shirt's nice. Um, you do need an undershirt with it. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm learning. Okay, folks? I'm learning. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're gonna mix up the designs. I'm excited for what the spring will bring. Oh my god, the spring, spring collection! Store. We're going to we're going to Paris. Oh yeah, yeah, baby! Like <laughs> you, you, you guys have no idea what y'all are in for. Okay, yeah. have you ever have you ever seen us catwalk? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Get I'm ready, literally bitches. about to run out of battery. Okay, guys. <laughs> uh, thank you for checking us out this week and every week. Uh, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Uh, check us out over on social media. You know what they are at No Real Cast, Twitter, Instagram, the rest. For Brian here in North Texas, I am out. For Frank in far, 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 far south, Dallas. Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, paid parental leave yesterday, please. I'm out. <laughs>